88FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and online at j-air.com.au. Greetings, greetings, dear brave listeners. This is Warren Wills coming to you with this week's edition of the London Beat 88FM J-Air. Sunday morning here, 9am. And of course in London, Sunday morning, bang on the stroke of midnight. And um, for those like me who have very short memories as to how um, winters seem to work in Melbourne... I find it difficult to believe that at night we have a rather crispy, get your thermals out, uh, two degrees, feels like minus two. But hey, spring is around the corner, all will be well. Huge call out to JB, Jordan Brown, producer of the show over there in Gillingham in Kent, who seems to have avoided the summer sizzle that has uh, ripped and wreaked havoc all the way through... um, most of Southern Europe and the Middle East, and uh, of course the most horrendous um, things that have been going on in Hawaii on Mai, which uh, still continues to look a little bit like uh, Hiroshima, absolutely um, appalling, and uh, we send uh, heartfelt condolences out to everyone who's been caught up in such a, um, an awful situation over there, and Congratulations to both Australia and New Zealand and FIFA for staging such a glorious Women's World Cup football and really in what has been a totally awful year for women across the planet. Look no further than what's happening with the Taliban and women over there in Afghanistan, Iranian women who have gone through everything from poisoning, imprisonment, and the most brutal treatment. Uh, Of course, that goes on all the time with anyone who's uh, protesting over there in Russia or Belarus, not to mention the appalling erosion of rights going on in the USA, etc. So how wonderful to see women's sport really thrust onto centre stage, capturing the hearts and souls of the nation here, and really fantastic for a whole up-and-coming generation to have role models of women uh, being seen and doing something like this and not being um, subjected to the victims of appalling abuse and erosion of human rights. So congratulations to all concerned for that. I say this as Australia has just bowed out in a semi-final. But what an enormous achievement to get that far and to bring the entire country along with it. The men certainly have never made a World Cup semi-final. And the one goal scored uh, by Sam Kerr was certainly worth the hype that goes accompanies her wherever she goes, and rightly so, when she captains Chelsea over there at Stamford Bridge, etc. Speaking of which, my beloved team, now managed by Australian... Um, um, I can't even pronounce his name now. He's just left... Um, 
left um, Celtic to make his way over there. Anyway, we've lost Harry Kane. We, we, had, we had a match against Brentford. It was a two-all draw. Nothing to write home about. Um, and we're going to struggle like hell for the rest of the year. I think that's obvious. Um, in the meanwhile, we've had all kinds of strife. War continues to go on. Coops, coups have been going on. I say coups. I mean, for goodness sake, if you actually bring up a map of Africa and put in civil strife, revolution, war, coups, most of the country is completely torn up, shredded by it. Uh, the rest of the world does very little because uh, there's very little to take from there, uh, as opposed to countries like Saudi Arabia, who have been welcomed whether it be the Gulf, whether it's Ronaldo, Neymar, they've all sort of made their way over there. What a story about the mushroom poisoning. What an interesting thing. I, I hope that woman who, uh, who did it doesn't end up going into the restaurant business. Can I recommend a film, Chevalier? What a fantastic film. In a time where we do have a few good films about rather relevant issues. So I look no further than Oppenheimer, although it is banned in Japan, interesting enough, and there is a documentary making its way around. I urge everyone to see it because... It has Japanese survivors talking about it, so you get the full impact, the full picture, although Oppenheimer still is a sensational film. The film I wanted to urge and recommend my listeners to go and see is called Chevalier. Excuse me, it was recommended to me. It is a little gem. And it looks at a particular period in Paris, just before the French Revolution, where Mary Antoinette was uh, struggling to hold on to the reins of power. And it focuses on an illegitimate prodigy. Uh, he is certainly a worthy rival of Mozart for sheer brilliance, dazzling virtuosity on the violin, piano, composer, romantic. Um, the one caveat, um, the colour of his skin. It is so well worth seeing this film. Great period drama, great acting, great story, great costumes, apparently true. And once Napoleon came into power, and in order to uh, pursue and maintain the bloodline of French purity, they did everything they could to uh, get rid of this guy's works, which is all rather unfortunate. Um, though there is still some existing music. Go and see it. It's fantastic. Interesting enough, of course, Napoleon comes out very, very soon. Went and saw very dear friend and brilliant pianist, Alan Kogosowski in concert last week, uh, who was doing bass over in Schubert, which was a sheer delight on the show today. Uh, two fantastic, very talented people, very different from Israel. Uh, Dudu Fisher, well-known uh, Chazan and Cantor, who's coming over here for the high holiday season and doing the Chazaning, if you like, the davening uh, for um, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur at Turak Synagogue, as well as doing his own thing, uh, doing some concerts over there, which is fantastic. And Iron Turgeman, a proficient, uh, sublime, inspirational jazz guitarist and composer who is over here. Also, uh, there'll be an interview with the Four Divas, uh, two who are certainly good friends of the show, Vered Harrell and Tamara, of course, very gifted pianist, and the Four Divas will be on in um, about a week's time. But you'll hear an interview uh, looking into all of that. Now... Again, a big call out to friends of the show, JF, John Farnden, who is doing transformational work on the human rights front. And my God, there is no short... I mean, it's just 
unbelievable what is actually going on. Uh, a great call-out, by the way, to the... Um, the four Aussie survivors. I'm sure a film will be made of that who were drifting for two days. I think most people gave up on them as being dead, but no, they certainly are about. Imran Khan, can you believe a man blessed with everything? Money, great good looks, talent, one of the great Pakistani captains and great all-rounders, banged up in jail, and yet he actually holds 70 to 90% of the Pakistani popular vote. Well, that in itself must put the, uh, the heebie-jeebies and the, uh, up there, all the corrupt politicians in the military, so I don't know if we'll ever hear uh, from Mr Imran Khan ever again. Uh, Barbie is uh, doing all kinds of wonderful things, as is Oppenheimer. Do you know what a small thing? You know, we talk about trying to make fundamental changes in this world. I just want to do a huge call-out to a man named Naim, who is the CEO of the Arab-Australian Chamber of Commerce, who came and attended one of our, our concerts that we did, multi-faith, intergenerational, uh, totally socially inclusive, with a fantastic Indonesian religious Muslim singer, delightful girl, Vanny Vabiola. And he came along, he was so taken with it, <clears throat> um, that he has donated uh, to the work that we do with the Young World Choir, 10 of the most beautiful chairs. Now, you might say that's nothing. It's from the roots, it's from grassroots, it's from the community that we can really bring about powerful and meaningful change, not through any politics, not through an agenda, not through transactional behaviour, but because we're doing our best for mutual respect and trying to get on, and believe me, I do this through the arts, it seems to me that is the best route to travel down. Uh, so huge thanks to Naim on that front. Now, it must be said, and I feel rather nostalgic about it because I'm not over there. When I first went to live in the UK back in 1984, I did around 20 consecutive Edinburgh festivals on the bounce, as they say, commencing with the first one with the bouncing checks. And you know what? From Melanie Harrell to Mika Epsom, Alistair McGowan, I've actually done so many. I can't even remember uh, with whom it was. Oh, yes, um... Oh, gosh, it's gone out of my head. Uh, Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor's daughter, so many. But um, if you haven't been to the Edinburgh Festival, get this. You have the most picturesque, beautiful, historic uh, city, and you think of Braveheart, and you Stirling Castle, the William Wallace Monument, Bannockburn, and the most beautiful, picturesque city that has a population of 400,000 that swelled five times its own size to two million during the festival every day from 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 a.m., right round the clock to, say, 2 or 3 a.m., every imaginable nook and cranny, there is something creative and artistic going on, whether it's stand-up comedy, music, literature, jazz, theatre, whatever. It's fantastic. The whole place smells of Marmite because you've got the wafting air smell of the breweries, uh, of the hops, and it's fantastic. Bristol Square, the Pleasance Theatre, um, all of the budding young acts trying to promote their show, getting an audience, handing out flyers, going to bakeries at four in the morning to get um, mince pies. The rain, so often during August, it just rains for the whole time. The first week is set up, and then weeks two, three, and four of August, the festival tears away. You've got the Royal Mile. You've got Edinburgh Castle situated right in the middle, right bang in the middle of this glorious postcard pretty town uh, and it's, it's it dominates the the skyscape wherever you are you look up 
And there it is, right bang in the middle of town, is Edinburgh Castle. They have their own administration, they have their own independence, they have their own uh, government facilities and, and office there now. Uh, their own parliament. They've got the grass market, the diggers heavy, the fourth rail bridge, where I happened to live up there in South Queensbury for around six months. Then you've got old stalwarts like Fascinating Aida, the assembly rooms, Usher Hall, the pear tree, a guy called Bilbadek Cooch who produced and promoted everything there. I remember doing a show with a guy called Oshri Evan Zohar, an Israeli guy. He was an animator. Uh, we did lasers on the roof, amongst other things. Um, Melanie Harold, Alistair McGowan, Mel Smith, Peter Straker, well, gorgeous, MacArthur Park, um, the stairways, I say the stairways, you've got these circular stairways inside these amazing stone buildings, which are where the apartments are, it's absolutely beautiful, stunning, go and see Edinburgh, but particularly go and see it when... The festival is on. Um, Bannockburn, I've mentioned the whole thing. Uh, so many stories, so many memories. What a fantastic place. Um, and as I say, what an unusual and what a deeply disturbing at so many levels um, period uh, of history that we are living through at the moment. We've got a great show for you. Uh, apart from me rabbiting on nostalgically about the Edinburgh Festival, which is in full flow at the moment, which finishes on the final weekend, which coincides with the Notting Hill Carnival. We've had the most amazing Ashes uh, cricket over there. Fiesta goes on. I mean, there's a lot to be said for those three months when uh, England has what you might call a summer. And it's certainly been spared the uh, summer sizzle, as I say, that the rest of southern Europe has had to endure uh, during this past little while. Anyway, let's go on with the rest of the show. Um, it's great to have uh, such uh, luminaries as Juju Fisher and Elon Turgeman, both over from Israel, and our four divas uh, who are here. Uh, so let's get things going. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat on 88FM, J.R., and I am your host, Warren Wills. OK, let's listen to some music, Jack.
and a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beach 88 FM, coming to you trans-hemispherically, Warren Wolves producing, and yes, for those who uh, haven't noticed, um, yes, quite a lot has gone on, particularly with women this week. Have you noticed Iranian women getting a rather raw cop again? Have you noticed they tried to sneak an abortion thing through Ohio and it failed? Have you noticed um, there's a lot of anti-women kind of stuff, but listen, to set the agenda right we have four fabulously talented women and they're going to share with us their particular story they are in fact the four divas and that is made up of tamara vasilevitsky pianist extraordinaire olga vakuasevich who is an extraordinary violinist rada tuchania vocalist classical extraordinaire and a great friend of the show and personal friend miss verit harrell from israel shanta songbird ladies welcome to the show Hello. Hello. Hello, 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 indeed. Now, listen, we're very excited. In what has been a pretty damn awful week for women across the world in so many ways, it's great to have four feisty, sprightly women strutting their stuff. And I also mentioned this during a year that we've seen three such trailblazing women as Tina Turner, Raquel Welsh and Glenda Jackson leave us. It is great to have you four performing. So, first of all, Verit, I know you so... So, Verit, tell us a little bit about the four divas and what we can expect. Wow. So, I'm, first of all, feeling very privileged to to be among these divas um, and to be part of them, actually. Um, you know, as, as you know, we all coming from different cultures, from different countries, actually, and... and we all had uh, um, difficulties and challenges and we come to one stage and we're going to bring you extraordinary things i mean from classic to to a latin a hebrew um a, um, a song in a crying it's beautiful it's just um I'm very excited. Well, we're certainly looking forward to it. Tamara, tell us a little bit, bit about the program from your viewpoint as pianist. Um, there are a combination of different genres, uh, different songs, different brilliant instrumental music, uh, different um, languages, uh, combination of divas. <laughs> Um, so that will be lots of uh, songs in many different languages, including Ukrainian, Spanish, Hebrew, uh, English, Italian, and brilliant pieces and the beautiful arrangements with Olga for piano and violin. Sounds fantastic. Also, also duets. Sounds fantastic. Olga, now you're the violinist. Tell us a little bit about your own journey uh, as a, a prodigious and prolific and wonderful player. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. As a violinist, you have to start early. So I started fight and um, yeah, enjoyed straight away. So I had a career. I graduated from Moscow State Conservatorium and played recitals all the life. And I'm really glad. So I have a, um, already played with Tamara quite a few concerts and performed with Rada. Um, our pieces, um, 
so as a violinist, um, I think this is interesting experience for me. Well, listen, we are here at the London Beat. We certainly champion uh, the role and the right of women to get up and strut their stuff. We were privileged enough to have um, the Muslim Vanny Vabiola from Indonesia come over from Sumatra with her viewers as a religious Orthodox Muslim woman was encouraged in Indonesia, which was a surprise for me, um, to be able to perform and sing. So the fact we have such a global quartet of ladies and the, um, the four ladies, the four divas, will be performing on August the 26th. It is a Saturday. It is at the Stonington Community Uniting Church. 50 bucks a ticket. Go and check these ladies out. 57 to 59 Burke Road, Malvern East. It's at 7.30 at night. Do not miss it. Ladies, have a fantastic first of many, many successful shows we hope to come. Thank you very much, Warren. We hope Thank to see you, Warren. There. Oh, you will indeed. Ladies and gents, we've got a pause for some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat. <laughs> And a warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And I'm thrilled to say that coming live from Israel, we have the amazing Kantor Chazam and Broadway actor, Mr. Dudu Fisher. Welcome to The London Beat, Dudu. 
Hello, Melbourne. How are you doing? <laughs> we're, well, we're in a we're in a big chill over here. While I believe uh, the Middle East and Europe's in a summer sizzle, but uh, you'll get the big no, chill. No, that's, that, <laughs> that's right. We are boiling here. I mean, we are really boiling here. And, uh, I'm looking forward to be to get a little bit of uh, cold wind and air. Well, we're certainly excited about your forthcoming trip and hope you're going to be warming up the uh, Melbourne audiences. So tell us, the trip to Australia, is it just Melbourne? Tell us a little bit about this trip to Australia you've got coming. Well, this time I'm coming, uh, first of all, I'm coming to Turek uh, Shul to uh, conduct the services there for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Sure. And uh, my, my seven years old son is going to join me and sing with me on Rosh Hashanah. Okay. <laughs> then he has to go back for Yom Kippur, he has to go back to Israel. Um, and then we're having one, uh, I understand that we have one concert in the, like a klezmer music concert uh, in the synagogue between the holidays. Right. And, and I think that I'm going to be uh, also a part of a service on Friday night just before Yom Kippur. Uh, with Dobby Farkash in, uh, how do you call this area there, where, where the synagogue is there? Around Surak, yeah. St. Kilda, yeah, City of yeah. Melbourne, absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. So I'm really looking forward. I was there last year and I had a great time. The people are wonderful. I love the people in Australia. And uh, actually, actually, I'm celebrating this year my 50th anniversary on the stage, you know, ah. of the synagogue and the stages of... Korakavod, Batslacha, Mazel Tov. That's right. I, sta I started my career in Winnipeg, Canada. Right. Freezing cold on Rosh Hashanah in 1973. And this year, 23, this is my 50th year. I'm going to celebrate it with you guys in Melbourne, Australia. And I'm really honored to be there in such a great, great synagogue. Well, yeah, it certainly has a lot of history, and we certainly look forward to welcoming you here. Now, tell me, Judith, when you're not singing stuff that is of a religious nature, and I understand you've obviously got a, a Broadway and West End pedigree, what kind of material are you drawn to? What does Judy Fisher feel most comfortable singing? Well, musicals. Musicals, I do Fiddler on the Roof, or, or as Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. Um, I love to do this, uh, these uh, roles. And um, I'm singing uh, actually in my concerts, which I hopefully I'm going to come to Australia also with my tour, right? Because I'm doing a world tour of my 50th anniversary, and um, I'm singing everything really, from uh, love story to uh, musicals to Phantom of the Opera to many, many, many other uh, 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 styles of songs, and and uh, of course cantorial. Uh, songs and um, I really uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm shifting now a little bit towards uh, the movie the movie world right I did uh, <laughs> a series with uh, with uh, Netflix I just uh, did the series uh, the series of uh, diamonds which is called diamonds and I'm playing there right and uh, actually I'm, I'm tomorrow I have a meeting to do another movie um, in Israel here. So it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really in a great stage in my life, and I love what's happening with my career right now. Even though I'm 72 years old, I'm going to be 72 years, and I'm very, very pleased with what's going on with me. The voice is there, and the, the energy is there, and the, I love to do what I do. 
and um, I'm looking forward. Well, dude, I must say, it's great to have a seasoned performer uh, still in their prime, singing as you do, and in a year where we've seen so many greats from Tony Bennett to Harry Belafonte to, of course, Topol, uh, Burt Bacharach, Levis, it's great to have someone in that tradition who can still uphold the flag, if you like, um, and carry on the music theatre tradition. Uh, we wish you every success, dude, with your forthcoming tour. We look forward to uh, to seeing you here. And, of course, um, it's it's not just, as you say, it's not just about a performance, but also to bring in the uh, the Jewish New Year at Turak Synagogue. More grist to your mail and, and a fantastic remainder of the year. You've been listening to Judy Fisher in conversation with Warren Wills for The London Beat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you and a happy New Year to everybody.
and a warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And I'm thrilled to say that all the way over from the uh, searingly hot weather over there in Israel, and I guess searingly hot in more ways than one, uh, welcome to the show, fantastic uh, international Israeli jazz guitarist, Mr. Elon Torgerman. Elon, welcome to Melbourne. Thank you, Warren. I'm very, very excited to be here in Melbourne. This is the first time. Ah, first time. Well, welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. And for those who don't know much about you, just a very quick background. For someone growing up in Israel with the army and with Matty Caspi, Shlomo Artsy, what got you into jazz guitar? Why are you playing jazz guitar? Uh, well, I started, you know, playing the guitar at the age of 12. And, uh, you know, like uh, any younger guitar player, I was interested in uh, rock, you know, I grew up with uh, Jimi Hendrix, right. Zeppelin, and uh, very quick uh, I, I uh, started to interest, uh, you know, interesting in jazz because uh, the word at the time, that was around uh, 76, I was 16 years old. And uh, there was a great guitar player named Dave Cliff from England. Right. At the time, and I saw him, and I was, wow, this is what really totally <laughs> new for me, you know, all the bebop style and sure. everything, all the harmonies. Different, uh, so this has catch my ears, and, uh, and since then, you know, that's... Uh, Life has never been the same again, huh? <laughs> never, never. It's interesting because yeah. we we live, in a ti- we live in a time now where we have incredible virtuosity now from, from rock guitarists who play mind-bending stuff. And at the same time, we have so many people who love listening to Joe Pass, Charlie Christian, John McLaughlin yeah. and so on. So what kind of stuff can Melbourne audiences expect from the music you're playing and writing? Well, I'm, you know, uh, uh, yeah, of course, I, you know, I... Uh, I grew up with uh, all, all the, the guitar players that you mentioned, you know, Joe Pass, John McLaughlin, uh, Wes Montgomery, of course, is one of my favorites. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, all the newer generation, you know, they're not, now they're, so they're more like the old, old, old guys, but uh, John, you know, John Scofield. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now at this time, I, I feel like I'm combining all together, you know, with, uh, of course, me that, with my uh, roots. Uh, I, I grew up in a Moroccan uh, house. You know, my father was... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, everything comes out. Yeah. All the influences are there. And now you compose material as well. Excuse me? You, you, at Tamarchin, you compose your own stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I compose my own, my own music. So tell me, have you, have you actually brought your own bands over here or are you picking up local musicians? I, I couldn't hear again, sorry. Have you brought your own bands over from Israel or have you picked up local musicians here? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I picked up local musicians from Melbourne. Um, very, uh, very beautiful uh, 
amazing players, uh, Darren Frigio on drums, right, and Mike Pensini uh, on piano. Yep, and uh, uh, Jordan Taranto uh, on bass, right, and uh, Carl Mackey is going to join us uh, actually on my last uh, show here. It's going to be uh, next week. If I can say, it's on Tuesday. Yeah, I know you've got one on Tuesday, which is coming up very soon. Now, you've already done a show here. How, how did you enjoy the show in Melbourne and the Melbourne audiences? Yeah, Melbourne is beautiful and, uh, you know, very nice people. Um, very nice um, atmosphere. I like the city. Very, very cool city. Now, now, tell me something as well. For people who might not be able to get there this Tuesday... But they want to hear your music. Uh, is there a website they should go to? Are there any albums of yours they should you can you can uh, promote and let us yeah, know what we should be? I have, I have my I have my own website. I have uh, you know all all my music um, up to now. Uh, I have like five albums released. Right. Uh, the, the last one was uh, released uh, in two. Um, uh, what is it like two years ago? Yeah, right. During the COVID time, and uh, w the one before that I made with a great uh, uh, New York drummer uh, Adam Nussbaum. Right. If, if you heard of him, uh, yeah, it's all uh, in Spotify and uh, you know all the media. Okay, Elon Turgeman. So if there is. If there's one track, people who are listening should go onto YouTube and listen. If you, ha I know it's a terrible thing to have to do, but if you said, right, I can, I can define my work in one track that goes for eight minutes on YouTube, what would you refer the audience to listen to? Well, there's a bunch of stuff on the... On the, um, on the uh, website? YouTube, yep. but... Uh, I, I, th I think the stuff I made with... Uh, you know, Adam Nussbaum is very interesting, and I I, I like this um, this album very much. Okay, and, and uh, it's called Climb Up. Climb, Climb up. up. Okay. Yeah. And tell me finally, Elon. I, I know you. I'm not sure how much longer you're staying in Melbourne. I'm not sure if you're touring Australia. But tell me a little bit. For the, what does the rest of the year now that we're in this post-COVID environment and we can all happily travel again. What does the rest of the yeah. year or the next 12 months hold in store for Elon Turgeman? Well, the, the, the next 12 months, um, I'm, I'm planning to record uh, another uh, another album, uh -huh. hopefully, uh, hopefully in Europe this time. And uh, I have a nice band in Europe there that uh, I really uh, want to record with them. Sure. And uh, hopefully that's going to happen uh, uh, during the you know next six months. Okay. We're trying to arrange it, and uh, and you know I'm playing uh, in, playing in Israel a lot, also uh, in clubs uh, and uh, festivals. Right. And, and touring in Europe. Um, Listen, it's not a bad life if you can be an Israeli jazz guitarist and happily entertain the masses and make a living. We say more grist to your mill. So for our listeners, please do go and check out online Elon Turgeman. Or if you can make it on Tuesday, do you want to just say a little bit about the venue, where you're playing on Tuesday, what time? 
Yeah, it's the place called the Jazz Lab. The Jazz Lab, yep. The Jazz Lab. Uh, I think it's in Brunswick or somewhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the... You know, I think all the jazz fans uh, know know this club. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I'll be happy to see anybody. Just come by and say hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, Listen. The day after, I'm going to go to back to Israel. So uh, <laughs> that's the last. That's the last it. Time. You can take off your woolly jumper and go back to the t-shirt. That's it. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Listen, it's been a great pleasure having you not just in the show, but fantastic that you're here playing to audiences in Australia. Have a fabulous final gig. Have a safe trip back. And as I say, may the next six to 12 months, now that we're in this post-COVID environment, um, may bless you with good health and uh, fine inspirational music. You've been listening to Elon Turgeman in conversation with Warren Wills. Thank you so much for being on the show, Elon. Thank you so much, Warren. It's a pleasure. Okay, we're going to pause for some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat. Dear listeners, all good things must come to pass and come to an end in this week's edition of The London Beat, of course, is no exception. I've been Warren Wills, you've been the audience, JB, Jordan Brown has been the producer, and we've had so many guests to thank. Judy Fisher, of course, is coming over here um, 
to play the role of Cantor at Chazan at, uh, for the Jewish holiday season at the Turak Shores while doing some concerts. And you heard from our fabulous jazz guitar virtuoso uh, Tuesday, they're over at the Jazz Lab. Uh, Israeli Elon, go and check him out. And of course, you've heard from the um, the four divas themselves, um, all super talented and super wonderful ladies. And again, I would uh, strongly urge you to go and check out that fabulous quartet, which of course features a good friend of the show, Vered Harel, Virtuoso Pianist Tamara Vasilevitsky, uh, Olga Vakiosevich, and Rada Tuchalnya. Now, as I'm sending this uh, broadcast out, you're receiving this Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, but let me tell you, I'm doing this, it's the hangover, it's sad, uh, England, yes, the old enemy, they may have uh, not regained the ashes and lost the netball, but they certainly kicked out um, the Matildas, the Tillies went down 3-1 last night, but you know what? A very honourable loss. They did so well and punched way above their waist and exceeded expectations, and that's great. But more than that, they served as an inspiration to women here in Australia, particularly young women. And young boys wearing women's shirts. And of course, why not? Why not indeed? Uh, and listen, full credit to England. What the men couldn't achieve and haven't since 1966, when they won the World Cup at Wembley, um, the English lionesses may well be able to, football's coming home, they may well be able to bring it home. Um, we will find out in a few hours as they play Spain in the final. As this goes out, I can't tell you um, with regard who came third between Sweden uh, and Australia. Um, but to me, it really doesn't matter. It's been such a triumphant success in so many ways, as I say, on what has been an appalling year for women. Looking, looking also, and not just uh, what's been going on in places like Iran, which is just inexcusable, and Afghanistan, but trying to sneak changes through the Constitution, like in places like Ohio, so they could um, make it even harder to, um, to change the Constitution with regards to women's rights. Um, why is the onus on the women? Perhaps men should be neutered um, when there's a pregnancy, it's an unwanted pregnancy. Um, why, do, you know, why do women have to cover their faces? I mean, it just, I think it beggars logic. Anyway, uh, what can I tell you? Um, sending out lots of positive thoughts to Imran Khan. I think that's such a sad story. It's not going to uh, attract an awful lot of traction because there are so many supposedly bigger stories. One of which is two million, that's right, two million square kilometres of waters in the Antarctic region have not re-iced during the Antarctic winter. Uh, that's bad. That's bad. I know people talk about, eh, it's no climate change, all this. But I, I'm not going to get into that. Let's just stick to what we know, what we don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to say, oh, all the fires happening in Greece and the earthquake in Turkey and what's been happening in Hawaii. Whatever you think, whatever you think, I don't know. Let's just, let's just focus on what is actually happening. Two million square kilometres of waters haven't re-iced in the Antarctic winter. In winter, and as one um, scientist remarks, it is deep winter in Antarctica, the time of year that the continent is shrouded in darkness and surrounded by millions of square miles of frozen ocean. But this year there's a lot less sea ice than ever recorded before, and that is bad news for people around the world because sea ice helps control how quickly the rest of Antarctica's ice melts, which contributes to global sea level rise. Do the maths when it comes to flooding. And uh, you don't have to be an uh, orthopaedic surgeon, a brain surgeon, 
uh, or even a rocket scientist to work that one out for yourself. It is a turbulent time for the planet, but as I say, I thank all the guests who have been on the show. Um, it has been a huge week. The Edinburgh Festival is up and running. Yours truly doing his best. Um, to be sending some broadcasts to you over from London in the coming weeks. That remains to be seen, as a butcher once remarked. But listen, yeah, everyone have a fantastic week, whatever it is that you're doing. Stay well, stay safe. Uh, and this is Warren Wills here in Melbourne, Australia, for 88FM, J-Air, the London Beat, wishing you a fantastic week. Much love. Ciao for now. You've been listening, of course, to The London Beat. If you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodore Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5 p.m., repeated Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years, I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website www.j-air.com.au You are listening to J-Air 88FM. Shomrim Mota Fitting 
J-Air is committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. J-Air.com.au Hi, this is Mark Kopolov with a reminder that you can support J-Air by joining as a member at J-Air.com.au Your membership fee of $54 a year will help J-Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Hi, this is Menasha Kaltman reminding you to tune in to our program Hot Kugels. Please tune into our program Hot Kugels every Thursday at 3.05pm on J-Air 
88FM or streaming live at j-air.com.au. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. Radio.